got the scariest game. Me and my friends got together. We put in the disc. We're like, we're going to be so scared. And we closed the thing. And it's the first thing that it says is Resident Evil. Welcome to the DL Gaming Podcast. I'm Bobby. I'm Bootleg PlayStation 2. I'm Thelma the Deer. <laughs> Yo soy el matador, luchador, Ender's Logic. Aquí para matar los inútiles. Yep, and here we are. Uh, We're all in costume except for Bobby. I'm wearing a costume. It's just not that creative. It's a t-shirt. It's a t-shirt, but my shoes match. So, he's a yeah. he's a white guy in a t-shirt. <laughs> What's that shirt? <laughs> That's what he is for Halloween. Uh, this shirt is... I bought this many, many years ago from the Pirate Bay. Yeah, oh. if anyone remembers that old site, it is a cassette and crossbones, and that looks like a skull. Yeah, so I'll, I wear. Yeah, oh, yeah nice. I'm a pirate. Bobby is a DJ, but uh, <laughs> DJ pirate. <laughs> Yikes! But I wear this every Halloween. It's a tr- tradition now. Yeah, you've uh, introduced that shirt and explained it to me multiple times. Yeah, yeah. But I'm doing it for the listeners. For the listeners, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so happy Halloween, everybody. Hope you're, uh, by the time you hear this, you had a great Halloween. Um, Dr. Phil went on Joe Rogan and said, don't let your kids eat Halloween candy because there has fentanyl in it. What a weirdo, man. Just, I love the idea so strange. of drugs are expensive. Let's just give them away. <laughs> right. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, we're well, having it, a little... this makes this rounds every year, right? Like everybody starts freaking out that there's. Ra- I remember back in the day, it was like razor blades are in the candy, and like, yeah, then it's drugs. Everybody's gonna get high off of weed and our yeah. candy, and it's yeah. like, nah, they ain't giving out that shit out for free. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't let your kids listen to Doctor Phil, dude. That's the that's what this really spooky thing this Halloween. You and know, I, that's I listened advice. to uh, this is some podcast. I think it was like Freakonomics was talking about that they went back in the the history books. Of the police records never happened. There's never mm-hmm. a blade. Yeah, the there's, there's never been a recorded no. case of it happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, nobody does. So happy Halloween, and I hope uh, you, you know what. If you don't dress up, usually dress up. When you don't dress up, you just kind of a lay low, <laughs> dude. All I had was a box, and I made a bootleg PlayStation Two. It looks awesome. It's not that hard. Yeah, I got grocery bags inside this, so it keeps my head still. It's great. <laughs> You're gonna suffocate halfway through. Dude. You're gonna suck. It's getting really warm. Too. I'll tell you that. <laughs> PS2, you know, yeah, it just doesn't have enough fans, dude. It overheats. Yeah. So yeah, you gotta Hell don't yeah, overheat, dude. Nick. PlayStation needs more fans. Put some comments. <laughs> yeah, put some more fans in there. Yeah, my my outfit is uh, inspired by. I was trying to think of what I wanted to be for Halloween, and all I could hear in my head was a very Wisconsin accent of "Watch out for deer," because every time I drive home. I almost hit these two deer, and the one deer is always like the thicker little ringleader, and I called her Thelma, and so it's Thelma and Louise that I almost hit every single night, and I said, fuck it, I'm going to be Thelma for Halloween, but inspired, deer? so we're going to make her darker and kind of, I don't know, spookier, so it's Thelma Thelma inspired. got a job at Hot Topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is Thelma Hot Topic. <laughs> it looks amazing. Her, uh, If you want to see this, uh, go to dlgaming.net. Then you can find our YouTube from there, and then you can see how amazing her costume is. Nick's is pretty good for being low rent. Like, mine probably costs so much more than his, and it's not as good. There's a $30 this one Amazon delivery. Honestly, yours is probably the most expensive, Emilio, to yeah. be honest. Really? Damn. Yeah. $30 yeah, mine wasn't much. Mask. Supposedly yours is $30? Yeah. 
Oh, no. Yeah, I, you are the most expensive one. I noticed something. So I went to Costco wearing this thing, and I could. I was supposed to be walking around with Luna. I could not see her. I have no peripheral, not peripheral, what do you call this kind? Horizontal vision. I can't see down, you know, below me. And I was like, oh, that's why the Mexican wrestlers have such a hard time with little people. Like, because you can't see them. You know what I'm saying? The Mexican wrestlers, they're always... Okay. I didn't it's know con- that was a specific issue. With oh, yeah. Mexican it's constant. You never see Nacho Libre when they fight the yeah, midgets? They fight or, I'm sorry, the little people? It's like a constant thing in Mexico. Okay. <laughs> Enanos, they're called. All right. Enanos. I think yeah. that's what they're called. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about some video games as we lose our stream in Christian here. <laughs> he, he couldn't do it with a non-politically correct oh, terms boy, towards little people. Go. Oh, wait, he's coming back. He's coming back. Folks. We don't need him. That's yeah, all we kind of need him, huh? <laughs> uh, uh. Now that we need filler, we can't get it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Jeez. Um, and if you could turn on your camera again, Christian, so it'll correct the order here. There we go. No, nope, it fucked it up. All right. I'll just redo that. <laughs> you guys go ahead. <laughs> all right. Um, so um, let's start. Uh, it's a spooky start to a Halloween episode. Um, I've got Death Trash. I bought this off the Steam Scream Fest. It's something I've been looking forward to for a long time. I actually downloaded the demo, which I never played. I did put it on the radar about two months ago or something like that. The The appeal here is it's a pixelated RPG, isometric view, Um Hardcore RPG, like, you know, you build your own uh, character and you're in a post-apocalyptic world and there's kind of like Cthulhu, like uh, uh, horror stuff all all through the wasteland. And people are describing it as um, a Fallout 1, but with modern um, day mechanics. So it's not tactical turn-based. It's actually an action game uh, for the combat. But the rest of the game... Is like a hardcore RPG, and I just love the idea of the mixing those two, um, because when you're already playing like a hardcore RPG, there's already a lot of like numbers and stuff you have to be looking at and keeping track of the story. And then if you have a really deep um, combat system as well, that's just another thing you got to be thinking about. Not not that I'm saying that it can't be done. It's actually some of the best games are like that. But I, I want to play uh, something like this just to see what the contrast is between action on one side and then like a heady story on the other. So um, anyway, overwhelmingly positive on Steam. It's on sale for $14.99 US. Um, yeah, I, I read the reviews. Everybody likes it. It's still in early access. You can't beat the game right now because the story's not done. But I guess... Um, the developer is heavily into the community and uh, he, you know, back and forth and they're working together to complete this. So, uh, yeah, it, it's checking all the right boxes for me. Oh, I bought two copies. I sent one over to John because it has a local co-op, which we'll do through, um, is that called, Bobby? Steam Remote Play? Yeah, Remote Play. So, sweet action. Yeah, a lot of buzz about this game. Yeah, I can't wait to play it, actually. Huh. If it's remote play, Bobby, we could probably play together, right? Because you don't need to have a copy, right? Isn't that right? Yeah. I don't think you can you don't do need, that. You don't need to have a copy for remote play. Yeah. Oh, you don't? Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, cool. you don't. Yeah. I'll, shit, I'll return my copy then <laughs> so I can play <laughs> off of John's. Uh, yeah, so that's it for me. Um, what do you got, Nick? Uh, so there's this game that's making the rounds right now on Twitch amongst uh, in other places. It's an extraction game, um, but it's medieval. Um, so it's called Dark and Darker. 
It's kind of like Tarkov, but instead of guns and stuff, you have like bows and arrows and swords and classes and shit, and uh, you can heal. It's a little clunky, all right? And the inventory system looks really like Baldur's Gate, but uh, I think it's pretty fun. It's free right now. Uh, you can actually play test. You just request access to the play test, and you get it. Um, it's it's one of those extraction shooters where the game is better with with friends, um, only because like the NPCs are actually really difficult. Some of them just kill you in one hit. Um, you definitely need like a healer or like a range person or anything like that. Um, yeah, so it, it it seems pretty cool. Have you played it, Nick? Uh, I got to play like one round uh, uh-huh. before we started. Um, I'm going to be playing probably later on today. Uh, Leslie has a work project, so I I'll be probably playing some different games amongst like Phasmophobia with Jay's. But I'm, um, I'm seeing a lot of buzz on this. It's all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to be free to play when it actually comes out. I think it's going to be like twenty bucks or something like that. But uh, it's it, my life has been nothing but extraction shooters for like the past fucking two weeks. So yeah, good shit. I'm um, glad that people. Are, yeah, take. Take the new genre and then start spreading it around. It's the best way to do it. What am I hearing? What do you, Is that your little what one? You got uh, Amanda. Speaking of shooters, what about Stalker? Yeah, so I put this on my uh, radar. It Stalker is definitely not a new game. It's been out for like what fifteen years or something. It's been out for a long time. But uh, what's why I put it on the radar is because there the mod community has really come together with Stalker. There's a lot of devs that have come together and put a lot of heart and soul and love into creating and bringing stalker kind of like how they did with skyrim and you know um morrowind where they like a lot of the modding community came together especially with morrowind and then they like they revamped the whole game uh they've kind of done that with stalker and so there's this mod called stalker anomaly and it is all of the stalker games together and then a whole bunch of mods and it goes together with this other big huge modded program called stalker gamma that has all kinds of new stuff that really updates and elevates the whole game mm-hmm. into a whole new experience um, that is completely free. And it was really just a massive passion project by a lot of really uh, talented developers who have come together to really create uh, something that deserves to be kind of in the forefront as almost like a triple A type of play, but is way better, you know, because it's also free. So it's like it's not like they're after any kind of money or anything like that. They're just after truly um, putting together with the game. So there's all kinds of little like um, quality of life things that they've added, all these little details that they've la- added, both with light and creatures. They've added whole new creatures uh, like there's like a whole sci fi element in gamma and i've got a buddy that's been playing um or he's downloading it now and he said that there's over like 320 mods on the stalker gamma but it is an incredibly streamlined and easy process is what he said he said that Mm it it's it was all like the directions were all laid out there was no room for questioning or kind of being confused that it was all really well done and user-friendly for people to uh download all of these mods and implement them that's like and that. so I thought it was just really cool that they've done that and that it's out there. That's like that extra step. You know, there's a lot of mods out there, but they never do the quality of life. Like, how do you install them? A lot of times, you know, you're in the INE files. You got to you got to make INI files and you got to delete the right one, because if you delete, you know, you're going to fuck up your whole game. And but yeah, if they make an installer, it makes it so much easier, of course. And they don't have to do that. Of course, they don't have to do any of this. It's so nice that people do this. Nowadays, you don't even have to own the base game. You could just go to the website and get the entire thing. 
You can, yeah, that's the anomaly. So Stalker Anomaly gives you all of the Stalker games, and then Gamma, uh, Stalker Gamma is really the big modded version of that that goes on top of uh, Anomaly. So that way then you have everything. Nice. And it's just so cool. Like I said, it reminds me of like when they overhauled Morrowind like that, but they did this for Stalker, and they added a whole bunch of things that kind of make it play uh, a bit like Escape from Tarkov, but better. It's Which Skywind. is high praise because you know you guys know me. I I fucking love Tarkov. <laughs> so. Is that called Skywind? I think it's called Skywind, isn't it? I think it was called Skywind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, th- that's on my like once I retire list. Play uh, Skywind and what's the other one? Obli- uh, Sky Oblivion. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be cool. But I, I just, never played I, the original for Halloween. It's perfect with uh, Stalker as well. And so you know, it's always beautiful to bring back these old retro games and then completely change them up. You know. And speaking of retro, Bobby, you want to tell me a bit about Vade Retro? Damn, flawless. I think it's pronounced Vade Retro. I'm I'm just guessing because it's oh, a game about exorcism in Italian. Yeah. Oh, the guy without a costume is going to be critiquing. <laughs> is that what's going on here? <laughs> Well, actually, (laughs) (laughs) now you're really a pirate. It's the weird. uh, It's the worst. But um, I I was having this conversation at a Halloween party last night, Halloween costume party. And this is what I was wearing, by the way, my uh, Halloween T-shirt. But uh, I, I was talking about how. The French, they cut off a lot of syllables. Like, you'll see a word in French, and then they pronounce it. And it's like, well, what happened to, like, the S and the D and the E at the end of the word? And it's just, you know, they they cut things off. And I feel like English is right in the middle. French cuts stuff off. But then you have, on the right side, Spanish and Italian that add entire new syllables if there's Mm -hmm. just one letter. You know, particularly the E. If you see an E at the end of a word, it's a whole new syllable in in Italian or Spanish. So that's why I think this is Vade Retro, but I don't know. I think the uh, Australians take English and they cut off the ends of everything, too. Everything's like a a gunny or funny or, you know, they they put a Y. Sunnies. Yeah, sunny. Yeah, yeah, they they cut off whatever and then they put a Y instead of a whole word. Yeah, like Mm -hmm. exactly. Sunglasses, sunnies. Yeah, they... Live in a crazy upside down world over there. <laughs> they do. So Vade Retro is, I think, trying to mimic Phasmophobia, but it's four player co-op versus one other person. And the one other person is playing the devil or a demon, and they're trying to possess a uh, you know, possess somebody and also get rid of the other co-op players, which are priests trying to exercise the demon. Uh, it, it kind of a, a convoluted set of mechanics there, the way that this works, but it looks pretty interesting. And I'm certain I've never really seen a game about exorcism or, or definitely not one like this. That's a co-op game, an asymmetrical co-op versus game. Uh, what, what do they call those games? I think there's actually a name for it, like Evolve, where you have the 4v1. But it's a really interesting idea. The graphics are like eh, not super great. Um, based on the little write-up they have on the Steam page, I can tell this is not uh, this is not like an English-speaking developer here. I'm not sure where they're from, but uh, it's it's a really cool concept. And I have not played Phasmophobia. That's the one that everybody loves and plays. I, I might actually pick it up because it's on sale right now during Steam. You should play with me and Dave. We're gonna play. Yeah, we're gonna play after this. Oh, oh, I have another Halloween party to go to. It's been quite the weekend for me. 
<laughs> what are you like subjugating to your fucking shirt? <laughs> <He's>, dude. <laughs> I was going to say, he's going to more <laughs> Halloween parties than anybody else, and he's the least dressed for it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. I know. I saw a pretty good one last night. What was the, the costume I saw? It was a lady dressed as a pizza. And I couldn't really tell because it was like a shawl, you know, that, that she was wearing. And I thought it was like a polka dot pattern. And I looked closer. I'm like, oh, those are pepperonis. And then I realized it was like a circular uh, sh- thing that she was wearing. And it was just a giant pizza on, on her. Yeah. You're not painting a picture here. What do you mean? Like a circular thing on her head? Like a poncho. Oh, okay. To, to put it in your oh. <laughs> Bobby with the I thought you were going to say, like, like, oh, I was checking out her costume. I realized I was looking at her boobs. And I was like, oh, those are pepperonis. No, I don't think I, I realized it. Because she had a little, uh, until I saw her little sign that said, this is my cheesy costume. And it's like, then I put it all together. But, uh, yeah, it was basically like a pizza poncho. Pizza gotcha. poncho, folks. That's pretty red. So, so speaking of ponchos, uh, Bobby had a, he used to talk to, he told me a story about this poncho that I used to love. Oh, I was yeah. like, he's like, man, I used to wear that. It's my thing. camping poncho. Yeah. He's like, it was a great poncho, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it was black and white and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, we go to Mexico. The only time we've been to Mexico together, I think. Maybe we've gone twice. Anyway, um, so we go down there and uh, there's like black and white ponchos, you know, like authentic, real good stuff. I was like, Bobby, look, you just like the poncho. And he's like, yeah. I was like, but it's like the one that you were talking to the story that you no longer have. Don't you want to replace it? Like, I'll buy it for you. Not, not interested. All right. Well, <laughs> please don't act like you really love that poncho because we can replace it right now. And you're not even I mean, mildly it interested. Was, the, the poncho was a moment in time, man. That was back when I used to camp. I don't really camp anymore. But a poncho, if you've never worn one, it's pretty much like wearing a blanket. Yeah. It's, it's pretty it's a snug. Yeah, it's pretty fucking red. Yeah. But this particular one, it looked a lot like the one that Clint Eastwood wears in those old mm. Western movies. Uh, there was a little bit of gray in it. but uh, the tassels on the bottom? Yeah, yeah. yeah it had like the little tassels. Yeah, it had a specific look. Yeah. And it was my camping poncho. I only wore it when I was camping because it's usually cold when you're camping. But I don't, I don't really camp anymore. And if I did, it would be... It, it would be in like a camper or something a little, you know, I don't do like the full on camp and I'm too old for that. I didn't get any of this explanation. It was just like, no, <laughs> not going to do it. <laughs> uh, Nothing can replace my camping poncho. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what happened to that. I, it's not that I, this is uncomfortable. It's just that when I'm talking, all my, all my, uh, it rubs against my beard and all I hear is. <laughs> like the entire time I'm talking is so distracting. So that's why I took it off. But it was 30 bucks, but I feel like this is going to go to DLG cons. This is going to be, this is what I'm going to wear when I arm wrestle everybody. Like this is the move right here. Maybe tonight, maybe Friday nights, Samantha will be uh, pleasantly surprised. Yeah, sure. As you wow. body slam her off the fucking bed and snap her L3. Yeah, sure. Real sexy. Uh, As you throw a warm elote with butter right in her eye. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. Well, let's let's pivot out of that somehow into highlights here. I played GTFO this week. Nick actually played it with me. We were trying to find more people, but we ended up queuing up with randos. And that in itself was quite a challenge. So it... 
it's been a while since I played this game. Is it still in beta? Can we check the Steam page? I'm pretty sure they hit their 1.0 by now. Yeah, it's 1.0. So I played this in beta, and I'm pretty sure they had the same problem back then. It is very difficult to group up with someone and then also group up with other randos. So what we figured out after a long, arduous process is that I need to start matchmaking and search for people. Then Nick needs to join my game by by way of a code that I have to copy and then paste into Discord, and then he copies, and then somehow the game remembers that or knows that you've copied something, it reads it from your clipboard, and then it says, oh, okay, you want to join this game? And it's like, if you're going to go through that step of like making this convenient, so it, the game... So it a button. Yeah, yeah, we'll just... Why don't you do it like literally every other game does and have like a join your friend button or join yeah. through Steam? It, it was... It was a confusing and difficult process, but we finally made it happen. And what's really sad is we played on the Discord where all my HOTS friends are on because uh, I was like, yeah, you should check out this game. You know, it's it's pretty good. It's really challenging. But, uh, uh, mm. you know, me and my friend are going to play. We'll come over here and we'll stream it in Discord so you can check it out. And the first 20 minutes is us just like trying to get a group together and get into a game. It was like a disaster. Did, yeah. did not sell. <laughs> yeah. You went with the hard pitch on this one. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't push flat. it as much as Deep Rock Galactic, but I still was like, you know, it's, it, this is worth checking it out. How's your long game going on with that? Uh, two people so far. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. Like, com- like into it? Um, yeah, but... But they're really into WoW right now because mm-hmm. of the new expansion coming out, so it's not really happening. But yeah, definitely definitely got some uh, some fans on board. So in case you're wondering why Bobby's not on our Discord, it's because he's on other Discords, <laughs> fucking sl- slutting around. <laughs> yeah, trying to get more people, trying to sp- spread the uh, DRG gospel. Although the, new, the next game I'm trying to push is Pulsar Lost Colony, because that game's fantastic, and I can't get enough people to play with me. But um. GTFO... Once we finally got into a game, they've made a lot of improvements to it. Most notably, there's cosmetics now, which the game really needed. It was great going in and doing the missions and completing them, but you didn't get anything for it. So it felt a little empty. And while I think it's really about the core gameplay, like that's what makes a great game, you still want to have a little incentive in there. So can you the, explain the game, Bobby? I think a lot of people either forgot about this or... Yeah, know. yeah, I probably should. So GTFO is a co-op I'd say stealth shooter combination of a game that's very difficult. Friendly fire is always on 100% damage. Um, the enemies, uh, they do quite a bit of damage. There's lots of environmental um, things Hazards. that can kill you. Yeah, it's just, it's a very difficult game that you have to be very methodical and you really have to communicate a lot. Voice check gets used a lot in this game. And it's got kind of a spooky, atmospheric, sci-fi uh, look to it. And it, it's a really good game, but it definitely is not for everybody. It's not, I would say, accessible because of its difficulty. Um, so one so that, one thing I want to point out to this game is that uh, we never even got to the actual like hard stuff, Bobby. No, we just did so the first mission and I think the second one. Yeah, we yeah, did the first So two. like later on in the game, there are invisible enemies that you just cannot see. Like there is no like, oh, there's a shade or there's well, something like that. Them? Like the bioscanner. Yeah, but the thing is, there's like guns that we don't even use and attachments we don't even use that allow you to see them invisibly. Mm-hmm. We haven't messed with any of the flying units. We haven't done any of the, like these little bushes that grab you and shit that can also be invisible. Like we're doing like the base stuff that they released like three years ago. For- and uh, this this game is so fucking hard, but it's so fun. 
Um, it, it's not one of those games where like somebody can do their own thing. Really? Like you all have to stay together and you all have to work together. Um, yeah. And when you go into these, these missions, there, there are objectives. That's what you're trying to complete. And they vary there. There are doors you have to open that trigger alarms and then hordes come and you have to kill them. You have to search around and collect things. Or, uh, I, I don't know. I think all the missions are basically some variation of going and grabbing something and bringing it to a location. To yeah, to, to get through a game like this, you, I think you need like a hardcore group of uh, core gamers that you like always hang out with, and you have a, a similar schedule. It sounds like you can't really cobble together a group. Well, no. you'd, you'd be surprised. Maybe in the later levels when it gets very difficult, but the people that play this game are well aware of how difficult it is, and they're not messing around. Like they're not just like having fun, like playing. Uh, playing playing it fast and loose like they're, they're you they are there to play the game it's, yeah it's like the the community that plays uh like what is it crusader kings it's like that's a certain type of person yeah, playing yeah, that yeah. game you know like you're, you're either in or you're out of that game that's kind of how i feel about gtfo so even though i'm not like a huge fan of joining up with randos it's usually not too bad you know it's so strange man is like it's got an eight out of ten on you know that's what they're advertising or whatever and they put a lot their heart and souls into this and you could tell you could tell that you know they really care about their game and they can't get the fucking you know the matchmaking not the matchmaking but the uh the multiplayer streamlined i bet you that's hurting their numbers so much i bet a lot of people picked this up and just never you know either tried it and got too confused with it or you know it's not a nice first impression not mm -hmm. being able it's so frustrating um like last night uh perhaps it's the harbinger of difficulty to come though i don't know like if you <laughs> it's like oh, you, you, you better be ready for this <laughs> difficult game and we're going to prep you by making it very yeah. difficult to start a you have to yeah. be at least this high to ride this roller coaster <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you know okay. IT? Else you can't play. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, that popped up last night with uh, John and I. We actually got to play for like an hour and a half last night or two hours. And he brought up some game. Oh, it's like, um, what is it like? It is like Factorio, um, but you have a spaceship kind of like FTL Factorio. And he's like, hey, do you want to play this? And I was like, dude, it looks cool. But by the time we learn how to play this game, it, our hour and a half, two hours is going to be up. Like, it, it's not accessible. We need something quick uh, that we could just jump into. Mm -hmm. And we found Across the Obelisk, which I had put on my uh, wish list. And I'd also put on my uh, put on the, on the radar a while ago. Um, so Across the Obelisk is a co-op um, deck building game. So... You uh, you don't have to play co-op, obviously. Um, you can just play. Uh, it's kind of like a Darkest Dungeon. You have four characters on the left, the enemies on the right, and you just play it through. But the mechanics goes through a card system. And as you're playing, you're taking out weaker cards and adding other cards and upgrading the cards that you like. Very Slay the Spire. But instead of one character, you have four. Um, in the multiplayer, you, uh, you know, one person can do three, however you want to do it. One, three, two, two, whatever you want to do. And then, um, you know, you play through it, which is cool because you can see your, uh, your teammates hand and you can actually suggest a card. 
You could mm-hmm. be, like put your little face on the card that you think that. I mean, we have voice comms, but if you didn't, I thought it was really cute that you could like just put your face on the card. You're like, hey, this is the one. You should play this one. And obviously, both John and I both think we're geniuses, so we're we're fucking constantly, dude. No, that's not. Don't do that. So we're like critiquing each other, but it added to the game. You know, it, it was cool. Um, and then there's a little bit of like divinity divinity original sin uh because you're you're progressing through this map and sometimes there's events and you know it's the multiple choice uh you know help the demon or cast it away or run away you know you have those things and then uh it's better to not talk about it on a voice comm because one person votes and then the other person votes and then if you have a disagreement you have a roll off and then whoever wins that you go to do that and then you go into the event itself and then Depending on what you uh, you you select, like slay the demon, then you have to roll a plus ten, and then everybody roll a dice, and then your cumulative uh, dice roll uh, is is whether or not you succeed or not. And if you succeed, everybody gets riches, and if not, if you don't, then you you fail. And then you go to the next challenge. And then what I really liked about the fights and the treasure system is sometimes you'll hit a like a cachet of of loot right like a treasure chest like a big one with all kinds of items in it, like eight items in it but it uh, it kind of reminded me of wow where like once somebody selects an item that's for that character and the other characters can't get that one so we really had to think about like okay you take that ring and you take this sword or whatever we have to really think about it because um you know you don't want to somebody like get the wrong thing quit. so this game has like everything it has like inventory management not difficult at all you can there's only like five items per per person per person but it's you know rpg the art's pretty good the music's pretty good um big big fan of this game um i am not sure if it's in early access mm, i don't know nope. i don't think so yeah it doesn't need to be um i think we bought it for 15 bucks last night uh, I would strongly suggest this for anybody who likes deck building, uh, deck builders, and especially if you have a friend that also likes deck builders. So is it? Can you play this single player, or yeah. is it really meant to be co-op? No, no. I think they shoehorned it in really well. Uh, but yeah, you can play. You can control all four characters. I do think that, like, if you haven't played Slay the Spire. And then you go right into this, and this is your first deck building game. It might be a lot. It's like playing four Slay the Spires at the same time because you have to manage four characters plus inventory. You know, it's a lot. So, um, and then on top of all of this, there's other characters. So there's four tanks, four healers, four, but you have to unlock all those other characters, which we didn't unlock any of them. So we, uh, oh, and it's a roguelike on top of all of this. So, uh, we, um, uh, we got trounced our first time. It, it was bad. We didn't even make it halfway through the map. And then, you know, we got gold and crystals and went back to the town and upgraded our cards and all this stuff and got way further and felt really good about where we were. Then we hit the boss and he fucking destroyed us. And then uh, and then we went back to, you know, got bigger. It's good. The, the rinse and repeat is very enjoyable. Uh, I like this all the way around. Strong Reco. Nice. Yeah, oh yeah, and good. I'm done. <laughs> would you like to talk now, Nicholas? Yes, I would. Thank you, Uncle. Um, <laughs> so, uh, uh, fucking extraction shooters, man, they're crazy, right? <laughs> um, crazy. <laughs> All the rage. Emilio right. plays cards and fucking whatever the fuck. 
now we're talking about extraction shooters. Uh, so I've been playing a fuck ton of Marauders. Uh, it's got its 1.0 release. Um, it is, I believe, 20 bucks or 29.99. Anyways, for those who don't know, this is a game that's set in an alternate, um, alternate reality or alternate timeline. That's what it is. Um, essentially, World War II got to the point where nukes were launched everywhere, and so everybody kind of went to um, went to space. Essentially, um, oh, sorry, World War One, right? Isn't it? It's World War One. Yeah, yeah, World War One. Sorry, um, and so you are kind of like a survivor or like kind of like a lone wolf kind of thing. And your whole thing is that you are trying to commit like complete contracts to make more money and survive out in the, in space. Um, it has like two modes of gameplay. Really? There's like the space aspect where you fly around your ship and you shoot other people's ships and shit, and you can board them and then kill them and take their ship. And then the other aspect is like the actual like gunplay. So, when you disable someone's ship, you can board them and you can fight them on their own ship. Usually they have home field advantage because it is their ship. Uh, there are ways to kind of uh, soften that up first. Like you can keep shooting their ship even though it's disabled and it'll start spreading fires on their ship and they'll start taking just damage. And eventually they'll take, have to take an escape pod from their ship. Um, then they can board your ship and then it gets crazy. Um, the second thing is that there are, I think, five classes of ship, if you count the starter one. Um, some of them are made to play with other players. Some of them aren't. Um, but you fly your ship. There's things to do in space. Like, you can board, like, some of the space stations and stuff or, like, some of the rogue ships that are around there and start, like, for example, I'm on a quest right now where I have to find a specific ship that's floating around in space, board it, and inspect its engine, and then leave. Um, but... There are, there are, I believe, what, five maps or six maps? And, like, one of the maps is, like, a mining colony. And so you fly your ship to that, like, that space station. You board the space station. And then, like, everything inside of it is all about, like, asteroid mining. There's, like, a prison. There's a, a marketplace one. And there's NPCs inside of them. And, they, and the NPCs don't fuck around. They'll kill you, like, almost instantly if you don't pay attention. Um all the guns are World War One, World War Two, and like Vietnam era guns. There's like M16s and stuff, but that's considered like a rare gun. Um, there's a bunch of other shit, but it's. I don't want to talk for too long. It's a great game. It's a. It's a lot more casual than Tarkov. There are things that you can't really, or that are not in the game that make Tarkov a lot more um, hardcore, like actual limb damage and things like that. Like in this game, you eat food. Or you drink water to recover health, and so it's 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 a little different, but it's the same. If you think Tarkov is too hard, or you're just tired of playing Tarkov, play Marauders. Um, Nick, yeah, I, I got some questions. Nick, so uh, the other ships are other players, yeah? Not all the time. There are NPC ships, but they don't really do anything. They just float in sh- in space, and then they have raiders on them that you can go in there and kill. Um, there are space station like probes, which will have like radar dishes on them, and they can either deploy mines, shoot at you, or shoot like homing missiles. And, and so uh, you, how do you board somebody else? You have like an, a, a little tiny ship or something. So exactly, yeah. So boarding a ship is is kind of a, a, a flip of a coin, really, because 
you have to leave your ship, right? And if you're leaving your ship and you have you're in in an escape pod, the escape pod has a ramjet, which means you can board other people's ships. The thing is, when you use that ramjet, you take like twenty percent damage to your total health. Oh wow! Um, because you're being concussed because you're running into that ship. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, now you have someone else's ship if you kill them. The double whammy, though, is if the, if you use your escape pod and you don't board someone else's ship, you can't go into the main battle area, like the main space station. Because every map has a main space like uh, space station that has like a bunch of resources on it and stuff that you can just go in and get and kill all the NPCs and fight all the people there. But if you can't do that because you're in a, an escape pod, you just have to leave out of the Spanus. And if you're asking what's the Spanus, it's the space <laughs> anus. It's this giant floating ring, and sometimes there's two of them, and I think there's three on some maps, or it's random. Anyways, that's your safe spot. Like you fly your you fly your vehicle into that spanus, and then you leave. Um, but yeah, I'm so so. Once you have two ships, then what? How can you fly two ships? You You can't fly two ships, so you have to you have to designate if you want to keep their ship or keep your own. And some ships you you don't give a fuck about. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. So if you have the top ship, then what? Why would you keep hunting? Because sometimes other people will keep stuff on their ship, or they'll die on their ship, and you want to take all their shit with with you. But the other thing is, like some ships. So like the 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 yees beginner ship that you get, you can't put any attachments on it. You just start off with a tank turret, and that's it. But you can even you can buy the same ship, but you can actually put attachments on it, like a torpedo launcher and stuff. So if you if you disable someone else's ship or you you board their ship and you kill them, and it's a better ship than yours, then take it. But sometimes, what you can do is you can board their ship, kill them, take their ship, take their escape pod, and get back onto your ship. And last Does question: If you get yeah. third partied on this, like if you attack somebody else, somebody can just take your ship straight up, right? Yep. Yep, which, which happened to me my first game. Yeah, I bet. So uh, I, there was three. There was three ships and four players. I was attacking one ship, and then I got third partied. I ejected out of my ship before anybody could board mine. I went onto the one that I was originally shooting, and by the time I killed those two guys in that ship, and I got back to my own ship, there was somebody already on my ship. <laughs> I was like, "God damn it, dude!" <laughs> Sounds and, like and a the, crazy I don't, I don't game, know how the matchmaking. Dude. I don't know how the matchmaking works, and it's kind of loopy. Like, so you have anywhere between 20 to 30 minutes of escaping the actual zone. But the thing is, like, you get onto the space station, and somebody will just board the space station, like, 15 minutes later. And you're like, where the fuck have you been? Like, what have you been <laughs> Waiting. doing on the map? Waiting, yeah, just, dude. And yeah. that's the other thing. Some people some people will park their doo-doo-ass ship, like, behind an asteroid, <laughs> get into their escape pod, and just wait outside the space station until you get out, and then just fucking leech you dude it's 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 such a good game there's so many different ways to play what is funny though and it's only happened once is that you can actually shoot the escape pods and kill the people inside them Uh, because what like no one gets their shit but it's hilarious because you just see this little escape pod that's blinking just like (laughs) burned to death in the out of the middle of fucking nowhere it's it's actually really fun. Hats Dude, off, I, um, hats off to the devs, man. This how they make how they pull this off. This seems like all kinds of shits going on. Oh man, very rough, very rough. I'm doing the. Uh, I mean, not not rough, like good for them, but it was. It's like a patchwork of a lot of interesting things coming together. Um, I, I did the community management for this game for for launch, so I played a fuck ton of Marauders. I'm super excited to play it with Nick. 
Nick, have you ever had the circumstance where you party up with someone and they kill you and take your ship and no. escape with your shit? I haven't played with anybody yet, but I've oh, you've just been playing si- solo. Gotcha. Yeah, I've, I've gotten to the situation where me and this guy were killing one of the NPCs, like the captains that have like a machine gun, and he's like, "Look, man." I'll just take his gun and you take his armor. I'm like, not good enough. And then I just shot him in the back of the head with a 12 gauge. <laughs> yeah. And I was the, like, yeah, I take your money too. So the, the dynamics between like the teams and stuff, cause there's no voice chat in game yet. Um, so people are like trying to signal to each other. They're like riding on the wall with bullets or they'll like jump a certain way. It'd be like friendly, friendly, like help me. I think that's kind of, that's yeah, a part no, where de- the game no, shines. Yeah. yeah. But the other thing is that when you get fucking gooned by five people because you're using these goddamn World War One and World War Two guns, and unless you got like an Uzi, which is in the game, unless you got something like that, and there's four people running at you, you're fucked. Like you can't do hardly anything. But it's a uh, what just an example of like for the, for the people that do play Tarkov that only speak Tarkov. Uh, this game there is no magazines. Like you just have ammo, and there and and that's that's kind of the difference as far as like how gunplay goes. The gunplay is slow. Like it is not like call of duty or anything close to that. Um, it's like the perfect mixture of like casual, like call of duty, but like try hard, like uh Tarkov. Uh, Chris. Uh, yeah. I hate to keep going on this game, but like, uh, isn't it like a hard sell? Like how do you explain this game to the people that don't know? How do you make people want this game? If it's has so, it's so hard to explain. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know if it's, if it's too hard of a sell for people who like looter shooters in general, basically I think what Nick said, shooter. like, well, so, uh, play for keeps. Um, Thank you. <laughs> what, <laughs> my bad. When like, uh, you don't need to sink as many hours into Marauders to be good at it, like Tarkov or, mm. or something, you know, it's, more um, casual. it's a little more, yeah, forgiving. Yeah. Uh, and so that's where the sell is also, you can play in space and like board people's spaceships. Like that's pretty cool. <laughs> so what I, what I've seen people do, like I've seen streamers obviously play this, right? So they get into the tier two ship, which can house four people. I think a lot of the time they really hardly ever go onto the space station and they just harass other players. Mm. And what they'll do is one person will stay on the ship or two people will stay on the ship. They'll disable the other teams or the other person's ship. And then like a strike force of two people will leave. Because a ship only has a certain amount of escape pods, and if you don't have any more, then you're fucking burning to death on your ship. You can put out fires and stuff like that, but if there's no more escape pods, then there's no more escape pods. It's a little Sea um, of Thieves-ish, too. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, Actually, yeah. 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 Because, Nick, when, when we play, I, when I play this game, I play like a fucking rat. I don't care. I'm not good at shooters. I'll wait in the corner. I'll, I'll wait for 10 minutes for someone to come around pop. Um, but... Uh, when you are first going into a map, so all the ships usually start off at different areas of the uh, solar system or whatever, and they're approaching the main the main spot. And where they dock on the main spot is actually where they are in the game. So if you yeah. see someone where someone docks, if you dock next to them, then you can go to their airlock. And if you have their key, basically if you kill them and take their key, you can get in their ship. So, so that... When yeah, I play like a fucking rat boy, like a stupid fucking rat boy, I just wait outside of someone's airlock. They get all the shit for me, and then I shoot them once, and I take their ship and I leave. And it's I, I find it fun. I don't know if it's fun <laughs> for them, but it's fun for me. There, there's a streamer you would really, really love to watch. His name is Exfil Camper, and he is a Tarkov player. 
His whole strategy, the only thing he does while he streams, and it's he'll, he'll bake muffins, he'll do whatever the fuck he wants <laughs> while he does this, but he just waits next to the exit. That's all he does, and he just shoots whoever comes. But the thing is, is this guy's got the wackiest fucking hiding spots. Like, you'll hide behind a door that can barely open a little bit, but it's too dark to see him, and then shoot you in the back of the head, even though you're wearing, like, the heaviest stuff. Like, it, yeah. you would love it. But. You can get pretty cruel in this game. Like, you kind of yeah. can tell when someone's new at the game because they'll, like, rush out of their vault uh, and, and mm-hmm. right into the map. And then you're like, okay, this guy does not know what he's doing. So then you can wait in his ship. Because, you know, who wants to do their own driving? So you wait for him to get back in his <laughs> ship, bring all his shit with him, and then wait till he gets almost at the end of the map until he's out. And then you shoot him in the back of the oh, head. Oh, that is wicked, dude. <laughs> dude, well, there's, you there's shot another your strategy. Uber driver, dude? That's fucked up. You shot your Uber driver and took <laughs> his car? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's another strategy where you, you park your fucking go-kart wherever you want, right? And then you get into the escape pod, and you stay next to the entrance of the space station in your escape pod. And as soon as they're about to dock in... You you ram their their uh, ship and you stay inside their ship because they're worried about leaving their ship and getting to the actual space station, and they and, and the warning sign for somebody has docked your vehicle doesn't activate in the transition for you going from space to 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 personal combat. So you dock them, they go in there, get all their shit, and then they come out, and then as soon as they just get onto the captain's helm, you just notice that the ship's moving because the ship makes sound when it's moving. You know that he's driving. You just walk up behind him, shoot his legs out, and then you're done. I recommend Marauders to anyone. Like, I think even Emilio, you, John, like anyone can just load in. It's not complicated at all. It takes no. 10 minutes and and have a good time. You know, even if yeah. you die, you'll still have had a good time. So. And there's there's always free shit. No matter what ship you have, even if you run out of money or you run out of guns, there's always a pistol, a harness, and ammo for you to always use. So you can rap boy so, all day. Yeah, you can fucking rat boil all day. All day. <laughs> okay, so we but, said Tarkov about 5,000 times, but somebody's going to actually talk about Tarkov. What you got? Yeah. Guys? Yeah, so uh, <laughs> speaking of the real Tarkov, and as if Tarkov couldn't get any harder, um, here we have the Halloween event <laughs> where uh, they have a cool like little countdown thing, which are the souls collected. Um, and once it gets to 666-666, the whole game goes dark in like a Halloween storm kind of thing. Um, which is super creepy and great. They also have a whole bunch of like masks. Like I have the Jason Voorhees mask already and like a vampire mask and you can get a pumpkin lantern mask, which lights up in front of you. So that way you can see in front of you, which I'm really hoping today that I can do a five man factory raid with everybody wearing pumpkin mask. And we just come in like pumpkin gang gang and kill everybody. (laughs) So, you know, you know, it's funny is that the people that hold on to those days, so this game will probably wipe until New Year's, right? It's probably what's going to happen is we're going to get our 1.0 release in New Year's, mm-hmm. most likely. But what people do is they'll get, like, 10 pumpkin masks and then just keep them in their inventory until, like, until December and then just start selling them for, like, millions of rubles. It's it's pretty fun. That's what I'm doing, yeah, because right now they're only going for 11,000 rubles, which is not that much, I think, for what you can get, especially if you and all your homies want to troll the shit out of people and roll in as a pumpkin gang. Worth it. But then also, too, I'm thinking, yeah, financially, it's just a good investment, right? <laughs> so, um, But it's cool. They have the cultist out, and so um, the cultist, if they shoot you with venom, like you'll die 
pretty quickly um mm-hmm. and then because it's poison tipped and every time you load into a raid you get random buff and debuff so sometimes i remember nick you were saying that like you had a buddy that had like a 25 percent uh increase in weight i think or in, in carry like, weight in carry mm-hmm. weight yeah and so you can get some things like that one time uh drew for you logged in and it was just an instant like he can't regenerate health and he can't yeah. get any health and he just kept losing like two HP every second, no matter what. So that sucked. That one sucked uh, for sure. But uh, it's pretty fun. I kind of like the Halloween event and I also really kind of hate it because I'm somebody that's just now starting to know the maps. And so when everything is pitch black, I have no fucking idea where I am. So that's yeah, terrifying. Lots of people are playing every map with night vision in their backpack just in case the storm activates. And and for those who don't know the the so on on most of the maps in Tarkov there's there are bosses right which have more health than normal they usually don't die with one shot to the head but during the Halloween event the boss who is known for just gorilla running at you and whacking you upside the head with a fucking sledgehammer is yeah. now on every map right and yeah. uh, he has a scythe instead mm-hmm. of a hammer. Yeah, some of the bosses look really creepy. There's a 100% chance of Tagilla popping up on Factory and Cultist at night. Uh, and then Tagilla pops up on all the maps, but yeah, with a scythe and comes running at you. It's pretty terrifying, <laughs> but pretty exciting and fun as well. I don't know. I'm really enjoying the Halloween event so far, but it's also like really difficult. And I've just been losing all of my shit because I just keep dying at an even more higher rate than I normally do. <laughs> yeah, But I think it's worth it. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much it for uh, on our highlights. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Jeff Sunday for 19 months of a sub. He says, happy Halloween, y'all. Also, thanks for the Marvel Snap addiction. Oh, dude. You're welcome, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I've noticed uh, streamers playing that in between rounds of games, too. Like yeah. that, that game's getting around. It's pretty popular right yeah. now. And it's so quick. It's two or three minutes up. But mm-hmm. I did the biggest fault, two, two big faults. One, it is a battery fucking muncher, dude. I uh, oh yeah, I mean it burns through your your battery on your phone. You if you play for twenty minutes, you'll be down forty percent or something like that. So it, it's you know you, you almost have to be plugged in. It's like a Steam Deck or something. Um, and then uh, uh, the other thing is, <sighs> I. I'm sure this is the the reason they do this is some sort of compulsion, like human, like the uh, just trying to make people click everywhere. You get rewards, but the rewards that you get are on four different screens. So you have to go to your leveling up page to level up rewards. Then you got to go to your character war- rewards to level up your characters. Then you have to go to your uh, whatever, your gold rewards, get those. And then you have to go to your other leveling up to get those rewards. Why? Put it all on. You want to know why? I'll to, tell you right now. To keep you clicking? I don't know. No, what? because eventually they're going to put advertisements. And every time you switch between them, you're going to get an advertisement. Hmm. Dude, it's so bad. I, like, every, did you try playing every, it, Chris? Yeah. Y- yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's really well, yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's I love good. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, wait, before we go on. So, will you guys a- will you guys agree that like it, it's a Bobby, it's a lot like um the weapons in TF2. The they're not better, they're just different, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. that's how the cards are in this game. Nothing's like Sure, there's something's tr- brazenly overpowered. Yeah, and th- there's some really trash cards, but you replace those 
in your first 20 minutes of playing. Those are just to show you how to play the game, and then you can get rid of the ones that don't have any uh, abilities at all. But yeah, I mean, I'm still playing. I would say 40% of my deck is the, the still the starting cards. I really like... I mean, there you can go into all these other strategies, but I think just like hardcore good cards uh, will get you pretty far. I'm level 39. Four, I flirt with 40 and then I lose, so I'm, I'm right around the 39, 40 range. What about you guys? I haven't... Um, I've only played one real live game. I should be playing more often. It's just my daughter like slapping the shit out of my phone when I pull it out, so... Yeah. Chris? Uh, I'm, I don't even know okay. four something like okay. I haven't, I've barely played any games. Okay. Um, but before we do listener questions, I do have someone here, uh, who <laughs> wants to talk about our Patreon. Do you guys want to hear that? Sure. Okay. Um, <clears throat> oh, oh okay. They've, they've just come in the room. Uh, hi, I'm Bobby's favorite childhood toy. The tilde key from his childhood keyboard. After long sessions of typing up erotic fan fiction about the newest computer hardware, he would plot me off his keyboard and put me in his pocket, where we would join the other teenagers on the block for neighborhood adventures. If you would like to support Bobby's erotic hardware fan fiction writing, head to our Patreon at dlgaming.net and click support the show. Thank you. That was was perfect. Thank you so what a, much. What a peach. Yeah, yeah thank what a, you. Dude, such a saint, dude. Never forget the tilde key. Never. <laughs> oh, wow. A loud, booming voice for such a small little guy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pretty crazy. <laughs> it's all those years learning from Bobby yelling. He's learned how to project. Oh, Ben recycled. Uh, he just put something that he shouldn't put on there. So we got to get rid of him. After, after three years of subscriptions. <laughs> This All is right. the day it ends, everyone. We've got Bring out a the lot banners of listener questions for yeah. our, our Halloween. I try, yeah, I try to get through them really quick because we got blazes to be, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. So let's start off with Warconia here. He says, "Name your top three spooky video games." My top three: Resident Evil Two Remake, Dead Space Two, and Death Stranding, which is quite terrifying when sneaking through a forest full of BTS. Let's see each do one. That'll sync it up. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Doom 3. Doom 3 scared the fucking shit out of me. Doom yeah, 3? Yeah, yeah, Doom 3. Action. That was yeah, the, right. the spooky one with the shadows. And I, I got to a certain darkness. point. I've talked about it before. I could not go through a room. There was a room. My fear kept me from running through the room. I closed. My, this is the only time I've ever done this. I closed my eyes in real life, and I ran in the game forward. And just kept doing that until I got through that room. That's how scared I was of that game. I never beat it, but that it was like a room where there, there was like bodies hanging from, uh, like in a cooler. Uh, I I couldn't do it. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Doom Three Good was a great game, and I have not beat it because every time I'm having a Half Life Two situation with that game, where I played through the first half many times, but just have never finished it because I keep losing my save. But you can find it online, right? Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, I could, and which which I have done because now it's like Doom Three Annihilation, I guess is like the new version of it. So yeah, I, I think I did that and loaded approximately where I left off, but you know, then I don't know where the story is. It's a long game. It's it's like seventeen or eighteen hours, I think. But yeah, Doom Three that that was a game changer. That it was so spooky when it came out. Yeah. I remember that being a big hit. Um, What's your favorite scary game, Bobby? 
I'm, it's not that scary, but I'm going to go with a, a shout out to the first fear game. I thought that no, one that was just fantastic. pretty fucking freaky, dude. Yeah. The nail gun, like it, it was, there were some scary moments. The problem with that game is it didn't lock your camera during some part. So there's like a, a part mm. in an early level where you're walking up a ladder and you're sporadically seeing these visions of this little girl, uh, a ring type girl, long black hair, you know, covering her face. And if you're looking away, which you can do, you don't, you completely miss the girl. But if you, if you are looking like you should be and you catch her, like it just, it, it really does scare you because it pops up and it just comes out of nowhere. And it's not like, you know, when a game controls your camera and locks you into some sort of cinematic mode, you kind of expect those things to happen. But when it happens naturally in the game, it, it can get pretty frightening. But I just, I really like that game for lots of reasons. The AI, I thought was really good in that. The barks that the characters had, uh, the plot in general, I thought was actually all right. Yeah, in, it's kind of like a Counter Strike situation going on, mm-hmm. but then also spookiness. Right? Yeah, I, I mean the whole thing with the, your squad being called the Fear Squad, and it like stood for That's a bit much. What, what does it stand for? Can we look that up? It, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it, it's so it's a stupid. Little on the nose, but it's yeah. You're basically a squad of elite soldiers that handle like paranormal activity. Uh, the squad is false called evidence appearing real. I think no, uh, no, no. you got to do the video game one. It's yeah. like, it's like, I don't know. Uh, first encounter assault and recon first encounter. Okay. That's what it is. Assault recon. Yeah. Fear. <laughs> yeah. Although that does sound like something that, that people would do. Like let's, let's call this. Tr- trust me. Fear. People in the military. Definitely would do this. Yeah, they love that. If you gave them twenty bucks, they'd be like, "We're the Fear Squad now." <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, the second one I played through. It came out like when first-person shooters were on their way out. You know, like late two thousands, and I played that one a couple years ago. It was all right. I mean, not not that great. And I then think three, I've never played. We're probably but, ready for a reboot now. Like it's time. I don't know if this franchise warrants a reboot i don't know if people it's not like dead space where people just remember it so fondly it was yeah, a it pretty have a popular game really. but yeah days what do you got um yeah for me uh my top three spooky games is definitely silent hill 2 amnesia and uh like resident evil village probably mm. i i could not get it i could not play amnesia for 20 minutes I couldn't. I can't either. That's why it's my top spooky one, yeah. dude. I can't even leave the the like intro room. I can't. Like, me neither. I, I, mean, I know. Yeah. God, what are you doing later? Story. You want to play Phasmophobia and have a scare <laughs> off and see who uh, can last the longest? We'll probably beat each other by just a minute. If if you guys are on like after like eight p.m., I, I could probably play, but that's late. Games I'll are be, really scary when you're playing with other that. people, yeah. though. So yeah, I don't I'll think Phasmophobia then. is going to be as scary, but. Amnesia was the first run and hide game that kicked off that whole genre. Then we got our Outlast yeah. and all those other games. Wait, have you played Phasmophobia, Bobby? No, can't say it's not scary, dude. It's fucking. I, I'm scary. pretty sure I can, especially in VR. It's even scarier now. Well, VR, everything scary event. in VR. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, my favorite scary game is Phasmophobia. Um, I mean, if we talk about top three, it's Phasmophobia, Dead Space Two, and I would probably say. Fuck. Resident Evil Village. Yeah. It's a banger. But Phasmophobia, dude, if you can get a co-op game to be scary, I'll be with the three toughest friends I fucking have. 
and one of us dies, we're like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's just leave, let's just leave, <laughs> leave Trevor behind. We're good. We don't need to figure out what the type of ghost is. We'll just leave Trevor's body there. Don't take a picture of it. If a guy named Trevor goes down, you know, you got to get the fuck out, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Dude, my, my friend group starts with two white guys and ends with a, sand, with a, with a, his name is Sand King and his, his real name is Samir. Yeah. And so it's like, I got my forever Trevor and my friends Trevor and Brett and then Samir. And then my mom's like, what happened? What happened? We just had two white guys and yeah. then just a random Pakistani guy. And Nicolas. So, and then Nicolas. Yeah. All right. Next question from Roar Conius. Name a most memorable moment where you jumped out of your seat in fear playing a game. I'd say face crabs in Half-Life 2. That messed me up when I was younger. Can I answer for you, Bobby? Um. Should you? I have a I have an audio clip ready to go. Oh, Christian, <laughs> Christian, if you could load up the audio clip called Year Walk in uh, Year the, Walk. Yes. I thought it was Fran Bow. No. Okay. Fran Bow? No. Yeah. I never beat Fran Bow. Year Walk was a game that came out many, many I read in the reviews. Uh, you can yeah, there we go. Uh it, it was it started off as an iOS game and uh, then it came to PC and I played it and it it's like this um, Swedish folklore spooky game that kind of starts off pretty mundane and is pretty boring, but then has this really scary part. Uh, so I talked about this in 2014 during our around our Halloween episode and I pulled a clip here and uh, this is me talking about the game and you're going to hear a recording because what had happened and I'll, I'll explain this in the clip, I think, but, uh, this was the time when Nvidia shadow play had first come out. So I was just recording all my gameplay and I didn't know I was recording at this time, but you're going to hear a very natural reaction to us, uh, to a jump scare. You know, it'd be so nice, Bobby, if we had, uh, the enthusiasm we had then with all the auto. I listened to that old episode. I'm like, God, we were so into it. Yeah, man. <laughs> we were yeah. so passionate yeah. about video games. Halloween used to be a yeah. month long thing for us. You would start playing video games, like yeah. spooky video games, oh, God, October so 1st. It was work, though. God, I played so many scary It was games. a whole thing. All yeah. right. All right, roll that clip. I read in the reviews, just uh, on the Steam store page, that this game was scary. And at first, it doesn't look scary at all. It looks like a Christmas card. And I'm playing through it. I'm like, mm, it's not very scary or whatever. And then I reached a part that was scary. And I was recording. And I guess my mic was on. You didn't I didn't know this. Yeah, I didn't know my mic was on. But fortunately, it was. And uh, this, it'll, be, it'll be on the video for those watching on YouTube. But for those listening, just go ahead and listen to what we got here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> but in, in Bobby's defense, what comes up on screen, I would have said, oh, fuck you. Yeah. Too, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very late at night, and I didn't play a little earlier than that. It was this lady who came out from the woods, and she was singing very softly, and then she turns into a hideous monster and runs right at the screen. And the voice you heard in there, that was Chad yeah, from that back was Chad. in the day. That was, we, we mentioned him. Nobody knows him anymore. Yeah, but that, that was the Chad. <laughs> yeah. That's the guy I spent the weekend with last night or yeah. last weekend. Um, yeah, dude, that was awesome. Yeah. I was going to give a different answer, actually. Oh, well, really? It was either that one or th you have two good stories. There was one where you were dozing off and something was still playing and then it woke you up. Do you remember what story that is? You were dozing off. But regardless, you were playing uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. And you said, by the way, he says it's not scary, guys. It's jump scares yeah, and it's jump cheap. Jump scares. Yeah, so, they, yeah, they yeah, are yeah. He cheap. says for some reason it's not scary. But every time he got scared, his 
instinctual move is to hit the escape button. But in uh, the original Five Nights at Freddy's, that completely closes the game out. Yeah. So every time he got instant scared, exits the game. Instant exits. So every time he got scared, he would fucking close down the entire game, and it would ruin his run. So he's like, "Yeah." By the way, not scary, not scary, <laughs> but you know. And by the way, I do recommend Year Walk. That game is like less than an hour. I think it's pretty short. I, I'd check it out. Worth checking out. That's cool. Uh, for me, Thanks. my. I fell out of my chair, uh, Resident Evil 1. I took that home. PlayStation 1, I think. Is that right, guys? I don't know. Yeah, I didn't PlayStation play 1, PlayStation 2, whatever it was. And, um, yeah, there's a certain part, people that are in their 40s will remember, you're just walking down the a hallway and two zombie uh, German pinchers, is that what they're called, those dogs? The Doberman Pinchers, pinchers. yeah, jump through the through the windows, and my, like you, you guys don't even know how it was such a big thing. We got the scariest game. Me and my friends got together. We put in the disc. We're like, we're gonna be so scared, and we closed the thing. And it's the first thing that it says is Resident Evil. We're like, oh, it talks, it talks, you know. And we're playing, (laughs) and like five minutes into the game, we're like so into it. We're all crawl crowding over my fucking 15 inch screen and we're looking and then he's like go down that hallway we go down the hallway and these fucking werewolf zombie dogs come through the window it's a mundane hallway there's nothing spooky about it there's actually the silverware is very nice that's on the side and there's a nice vase right there and then we it was so scary the scariest moment i've ever had in video games for sure what about what about you, Days? Uh, for me, the <laughs> the moment where I jumped out of fear, oh, it's so bad. So I was um, I had taken off the whole day because Skyrim was coming out, and so I got Skyrim, and I got really excited. It was back when I had it on like Xbox 360, and I had my little like gamer chair, and I was sitting in it, and it was the first time I ever played Skyrim, and I'm playing it, and it was that scene where like you walk into the cave in the very beginning, and the spider comes down. I straight up screamed and like chucked my controller and <laughs> fell back and like smacked into my friend that was sitting next to me. So like that's the level of fear we have, Skyrim. Yeah. But the other time, like, dude, and I wish I had a clip of it, but it's gone because Twitch doesn't keep it. But when I was playing Jedi Fallen Order, there is like the speaking of spiders, dude, I have never screamed so hard and like slammed into my keyboard. Like when a spider pops out and fucking pins you in Jedi Fallen Order. And I had a clip of that a long time ago, but it's gone. Like, it's just it's gone. I wish I had it. But it's like the first boss, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, dude, It's horrifying. Yeah. totally scared the shit out of me i was not expecting it at all like i walked in i think it was even socom had said something like oh there's a really big surprise for you and i was like i don't like that <laughs> so Got you anyway. i walked in and yeah dude that was horrifying i had nightmares about that spider for a while <laughs> so. for, for me it's uh i'll be quick it's dead space 2's opener the first time i ever played it i'm like i'm gonna play dead space in the dark no one's coming up here my parents are asleep and then I played the game, and I was like, all right, cool, a little intro. And then the guy gets his fucking head drained in front of you, and then you're in a straitjacket, and you're just like, ah, run, run, I'm going to die. It's kind of uh, it's kind of incredible that I didn't die the first time I played that. So, yeah, it was uh, scary as fuck. Was that scarier or less scary than when I took you to the werewolf movie? 
Dude, I couldn't sleep for two days when you took me to fucking <laughs> Werewolf in Paris, you asshole. It's a great movie. All right. Yeah. Chad was there. What's, what's next? Uh, well, Scram TX, he, he basically asked the same two questions that Warconius did. What's your favorite scary or spooky uh, game of all time? And also, what's the scariest moment in a video game? But he says for him, it was being attacked by a Reaper Leviathan in Subnautica. Did and, you get that far? Bob? Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. Because once you run into the Leviathans, like they are these huge beasts. And I just, I got a problem with the whole underwater thing to begin with. That's a very spooky place for me, mm-hmm. like in general. And it, not because of like jobs or anything but it's just like dude you don't know what's down there that's like outer space like that's just there could be ancient creatures down there so like giant underwater creatures scare the hell out of me uh is a reaper leviathan different from like a regular leviathan is there different is I don't there think levels so. because i played a lot of leviathan or subnautica when uh it was in beta and he's spooked <laughs> he's, he's got leviathans on the mind Leviathan, great movie though. Uh, Robocop punches a chick in the face at the end. We talked about it on our movie podcast. Anyway, um, when I played it, they just had the one big sea creature at the end. And I don't know if they've changed that Mm. when they went to full release. Uh, So I'm assuming he's talking about the same things that I ran into. And you don't run into them until much later in the game. And you start getting close to the, the crashed ship. And they're very dangerous and very spooky. Uh, but Scram TX has another question. What makes a moment the scariest in a video game? Personally, the more I have to lose in a game, the scarier the moment. Mm. For example, if I have a lot of loot that I'm going to lose and I die, the moment is scarier than if I didn't. Yeah, because the stakes are higher. I dig it, man. That's a good point. Now, Bobby and I fundamentally disagree on this. I think jump scares is what... I get it. Like, he wants something that fucking spooks you to your score, uh, your core, and you're like thinking about it afterwards, and you're like... You know, you're creeped out. That's what makes something scary, right, Bobby? But, like, I think, like, if you jump scare me, I think that's a scary game. And if you do it repeatedly, like, that, you know, obviously you're getting you're getting conditioned by the jump scares. You do it, all right, dude, I saw you jump out 15 times now. You're not scary anymore. But if you, you continuously get the jump scare off, like Five Nights, the original Five Nights at Freddy's does, I... One hundred percent say that's a super scary game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you could continuously pull off jump scares, that's quality scare. For me, it's a uh, it's atmosphere. Like that's probably leaning. I'd probably be more on Bobby's side with that then too. The because yeah, like I did, for me at least, like I have a very active imagination. So it's like you don't even need to give me much, man. I will freak out. But like a game that does atmospheric fear, so it's oh yeah, that stuff to me. I love and I love that in scary movies too. Like you don't necessarily need to do jump scares or like super gory stuff but if you can create such a creepy and like terrifying atmosphere like that's to me is what makes a great scary game is when you have such a good way of just like phasmophobia is probably a really good example of that in a sense um that you know you're going into a house searching for ghosts and like you you know it's going to be creepy but there's things that they do and like little details that make it like you turn on a light and turn around and then the light turns off like things like that or if somebody i know that there was a game i think called stranger where like the whole premise of the game is to not let a dude get in who's trying to get into the house and it's just like it's a simple enough concept right but like that is so terrifying because it's just like the atmosphere of that of being alone and then somebody trying to creep in 
mm-hmm. and like you getting paranoid like that. Like that is to me like a great scary game, you know? So it's all about atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, and phasmophobia For- doesn't jump at you at, it doesn't throw a fucking poltergeist at you when you open the door. It's like a slow, it can. It can sometimes. Like, yeah. yeah. Sometimes if you're playing, on the, if you're playing on the hardest difficulty, and especially if you have uh, a type of ghost that's very aggressive, you can step in the door and then boom, the, the shit hits the fan. Like literally, like you are fucked. <laughs> um, and it's happened. But a lot of times it's a slow build. Like no, yeah, especially if you're playing on the normal difficulties, it's very much a slow, methodical figure you know decipher the puzzle kind of thing Bobby, for me like a scary moment fucking phasmophobia dude yeah yeah that's why i think i'm gonna pick it up yeah uh, yeah we should play tonight i don't know what time like 11 we're yeah we're thinking tonight maybe okay yeah i'll get some chicken tenders i might be <laughs> some chicken tendies <laughs> um uh, I, you know i want to talk about these run and hide games because i feel like that was like a big turn for scary games and what they did there was very simple they just took power away from the player because Mm -hmm. we're used to playing video games where you know you've got a full arsenal at your disposal and you're just running around blowing things up and it's hard to be afraid when that happens really quick bobby that was my critique of the first or doom 2016 is like how am i supposed to be scared i'm ripping Mm -hmm. these things apart with my hands I'm the motherfucker here. Yeah. They should be scared of me. But I think that's, that's why one of the songs is called "The Only Thing They Fear Is You." Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, but, but that was like because when you see the graphics, I was like looking for Doom Three again, mm-hmm. and then I got yeah. this like you know, yeah, I, no, it they was went a great a, game. They went a whole different direction. Yeah, they totally did their different own direction. Thing. Yeah. But, but yeah, so, I mean, with these run and hide games, that's exactly what they did. They took the power away from the player. You have to run and hide. You can't fight back. And that's a very, especially back then, that was a very awkward position for a gamer to be in because you've just been trained for decades that you can just mow everything down with a machine gun, solve all your problems with bullets. So I, I think that was really good at first, but I definitely got burned out on it after a while. Yeah. Uh, Outlast, right? I mean, you fucking loved Outlast. Yeah, yeah, and the the DLC, but then when Outlast 2 came out, I got, you know, a couple hours into it, and and Outlast 2 was a much longer game. I, I felt like the first one was five or six hours, and that was perfectly paced for that. Uh, the DLC was even shorter than that, and then they come out with Outlast 2, which is like over 10 hours, I want to say, and it's just too long for a game like that, I think. Uh, yeah, you're going to get fatigued. Yeah, I, uh, there was a lot more going on. They really filled out the world. You had outdoor levels, and it, they did a lot of things right in there, but it just it was still a combination of just being too long and also me getting tired of the genre. Uh, Bobby, real quick, we talked about uh, Game Pass for you last week. Like, there was a few things. Did you think about it? Did you pick it up? Uh, no, I haven't got Game Pass yet. Okay. The moment I, I need to, I will, though. Because I was curious about... If you're going to try Scorn, even though days uh, flush it down. Not after toilet. last week. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, okay. Uh, now, what's the next question? Next question is from Cricket Soldier. What is your favorite Halloween treat? Mm. Mm. I'm going to say bottle caps. I'm going to sound like a fucking old man here. What you are know, bottle, bottle caps of candy that are chalky as shit. Yeah, yeah I, I love bottle caps. That's dots. That is. Oh, yeah. I don't dots. Know. You guys remember dots? Dots are good. Yep. Yeah, you know, I don't like a lot of the traditional Halloween candy, like candy corn. I actually like candy corn. A lot of people hate it. Yeah. I, I like two-thirds of it, so I always bite the two-thirds that are... Well, I mean, I'm talking about like... It's all the same flavor, dog. No, yeah. dude. Each layer is a different, delectable, well, I think traditional bite. candy corn is all the same flavor. Yeah. No. Are you guys crazy? 
Are you crazy? What? Different colors. It's different all the flavor. same flavor. Is there like a it's... special Mexican candy corn? That what bicep candy corn are you getting, dude? First of all, you okay. all fuck off. There's a each each point is a different flavor. Uh, look it up. Uh, look it up while we're talking. I mean, maybe about because it, I so. never nibbled like the. the tip. <laughs> you just took the whole thing in. <laughs> no. I mean, it's just a little piece of candy. You never corn, nibbled dude. the tip. You just swallow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. You gotta try just the tip. Apparently, layer by layer. <laughs> it's been so long. I can't even remember what point I don't like. I think it's the white part I don't like. I don't know. All right. Well, we have the official Google search here that says though some have conducted taste tests that claim otherwise, candy corn is made of the same ingredients all the way through. So the three seconds or the three sections taste identical. I don't know what your place here on on this podcast, Christian, but like. Week after week, I'm liking you less and less. <laughs> it's critiquing my shit. Uh, all right. Well, uh, I like... Uh, are those I pumpkins? Like the... No. No no, no on the pumpkins. No pumpkins? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't, I don't much like the pumpkin ones. It's I like the, the caramel as... apple uh, suckers. That's about oh, it. Oh, those are good. Dude, me and my wife those buy those good. every year. They're fucking great. They're great. They're the you only ones. I can't roll? have candy. Oh, no. I did not know that. Yeah, they're made by Tootsie Roll. So yeah, I can't really have candy, but that I'll make an except I'll have one of those. So life life goals here. Uh everybody has a whole fucking thing. You know, down the street they're giving away full candy bars. Like everybody had that like one or two houses mm-hmm. that give full ha- candy bars. Life goal is to be that house. So this year I'd be happy to announce we are giving away full Reese's pieces and full Snickers, like full on wow. candies. And uh we would have about a hundred to give out, but Mr. F and Sweet came over here, got high, and ate like seven of our candy bars. That motherfucker. <laughs> sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say that sounds about right. Yeah. In one sitting, <laughs> guys. Point, shame on you guys for letting him in. Like, <laughs> like I'm a glutton. I eat. I've eaten a whole pizza. Like I've eaten crazy amounts of food. I've never eaten. <laughs> two candy bars in a row let alone seven <laughs> seven candy bars in a row all right i'm wow. done i'm done i'm done with this episode i think I'm, i i can't even get wrap my mind around eating seven candy bars halloween right. candy that's what did them in lrde bourgeon asks you know that wife is, yeah i know who that is <laughs> okay. but i've never read that name out loud oh. so. my, all my friends call her lord bourgeon that's pretty good <laughs> okay that sounds right uh do you have a f- halloween tradition uh well i never did other than going out way too like you get to a certain age you're like should i be out here like my costume doesn't fit. I'm 15. Like, I feel really awkward. Uh, that I think everybody goes through that. But um, I did it until I moved into this house. And, uh, you know, Sam and her family, they do the they do the uh, Dia de los Muertos, like, altar to those we've, we've lost recently. And... Uh, I'll say this every year, every year this comes up, I will talk about it because I think it needs to be adopted. Like it is probably uh, after the food, probably the best thing about Mexico, like thinking about those who have recently passed, like have putting it's a not even day recently for either. It, putting a day for it. Yeah. Just put, 
and putting some bright colors and putting pictures and you're like things that they liked yeah things that you like together all kinds of stuff like that it's great it's like you know you know at disneyland they have so it's actually really made me cry when i saw it on instagram but in disneyland there's cars world right there's no coco world there's nothing like that but coco is disney's one of disney's best selling and best performing movies in the past five years um in in cars world in the the little mechanic shop they have an ofrenda to um one of the characters that dies in cars Mm. well not only that but they have an ofrenda where you can put up pictures and notes of your own to people that you you want to remember and it's it's in disneyland it's pretty cool Hmm. That's cool. I, I feel like Coco really popularized the ofrenda. Like that, uh, I think that kind of put it on a lot of people's radar. But you know, of course, living in San Diego, I was always aware of it. But it is nice because a lot of times, you know, if somebody passes away, you have a funeral, you move on with your life, and you know, maybe you go back and visit them, but uh, like visit the gravesite. But for the most part, like you kind of forget about people, and it's yeah. just like a yearly check-in. Yeah, um, so it is kind of nice to have that yearly check-in just to and- remember people. Bobby, you haven't been in my living room, but uh, Albert's on my ofrenda this year, and I oh, have nice. the hell picture of him. Even though we like, uh, Isaiah oh, sent us one. Sent us a yeah, picture. Yeah, he him. did. But I put up what I had, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good tradition. Uh, for me, it's a lot of scary movies. Um, I, I find that there's two that I always, it's not Halloween until I watch these two movies. One of them is called Trick or Treat. It's from 2007. It's an anthology movie. There's several different stories that all kind of tie into each other. And it's just, I think the most accessible, scary slash Halloween movie for people. Uh, it's it, It's got a little bit of gore, a little bit of uh, uh, jump scares. You know, it's got like a little bit of everything that I think, uh, I think makes it well-rounded. What about for a 10-year-old, Bobby? Um, no, not for a 10 year old. Okay. Uh, but the other one that I am, it kind of snuck up on me like this movie. I just started watching it every Halloween. I didn't realize until years later, it's Tucker and Dale versus evil. And it came out like 2010, but I highly recommend that one. It's a horror comedy and it's just, it's pretty smart and clever, but low budget. And it's just really well made. It's got Alan Tudyk, who is amazing. You, you may not recognize that name, but you 100% know who that person is. Like he's just in everything and he's always fantastic. You know, it's a good movie to show a 10 year old Emilio Mm. American Wolf in Paris. (laughs) (laughs) That movie was recently on how did this get made too? I got to watch that now. Um, We just watched, well, they watched Hocus Pocus two last night Mm -hmm. and they loved it. uh, Sam was scared to watch it because she loved the first one so much. And the uh, second one, I guess, is really good. And by the way, hats off to Bette Midler. She's like 80 years old, killing the game out there. Like, Awesome. Good for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For me, yeah. Uh, my holiday tradition is, and like this is like started like four or five years ago, is just playing video games, like scary video games with my friends. And it's usually Phasmophobia or something else like it. That's, that's what it is now. So like me and, Le- dude, me and Leslie at least four times a week since October started, it's like, we're bothering my friends. Like, anyone want to play Phasmophobia? Anyone want? If you don't play, we'll play by ourselves. We don't care. But you, you want to play? Come, come join us. Like nice. every fucking day. It's awesome, dude. 
Yeah. For me, mine is a little bit of a mix of what Nick and Emilio, you were talking about. I, um, I also create an altar as well. Um, and it's kind of to honor my dad and I, um, I also will like do like a tarot card reading. Um, and then I'll play, I always play, uh, Friday the 13th at some point or try to because that game is hilarious. It's bad and that's what makes it great. <laughs> so, um, and so, yeah, I'll p- try and play that or like, yeah, Phasmophobia would be good. Just a few, uh, spoopy games, not a ton, but a few of them. Man, I really hope I, I'm able to join you guys tonight. Yeah, yeah so. I'll be up then. I'll be up at 11 my time. Cool. All right. A few more questions here. Warconius asks uh, or says, name some games from when you were 18. For me, Command and Conquer and Dark Forces were my jam. We must be about the same age because that's probably what I was playing around that age. I think I was a little bit younger. You want to hear some bangers from 2010? Mass Effect 2, Call of Duty Black Ops, Red Dead Redemption, God of War 3, Halo Reach, StarCraft 2, Battlefield Bad Company Jesus, 2, what a fucking Super year. Meat Boy, Fallout New Vegas, uh, fucking, what's it, Gran Turismo 5, uh, there's a couple of other bangers in there, Metro 2033, World of Warcraft Cataclysm, changed the whole fucking game up, too bad it dropped in November, uh, and, and the list just goes what on and on, year, 2010 was man. a fucking smash year, oh. Bioshock 2, Civ yeah, 5. Hmm. Christian, can you do the math for me? Uh, I was born in 1978. Add 18 to that. What would that be? That'd be 95. God damn. Okay, what came out of 95? Was I, wow. I'm pretty sure it was like uh, EverQuest. Mario two. Tennis. Oh, good. Jesus Christ. <laughs> EverQuest 2? Was it EverQuest? I mean, EverQuest? Dude, Donkey Kong 2, Mega Man 7, Star Wars Dark Forces, Mortal Kombat 3. No, I ain't playing Chrono else. Trigger. Yeah, I Chrono played Chrono Trigger, Trigger and I played uh, Warcraft 2. Yeah. Rayman. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was playing EverQuest, but I, I'm, I can't confirm. MechWarrior 2. Oh, yeah. Bullshit me. Year. You had an odd. How could you not be a gamer with that kind of year, dude? Yeah. Well, for, yeah, I mean, in my year was just the year before in 2009, and that was Resident Evil 5, Batman Arkham, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, which is what I played the most of at 18, uh, Dragon Age Origins, also played a lot of that, Assassin's Creed 2, Uncharted 2, Borderlands came out then, um, which is cool, Left 4 Dead 2, shout out to that, hell yeah, that was a good time too. Uh, yeah, there's a we quite fit. a lot yeah, of them, like so the dumb days. one Angry Birds. We're so nice. much older than you guys. Yeah, different times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you got, Bobby? Um, for when I was 18, that would have been 2001. Um, what? Grand Theft Auto Space 3, Odyssey? Tony Hawk Port, Pro Skater 3. Yeah, I Metal remember Gears a lot of uh, Grand Theft Auto, GTA. Super 3. Smash Brothers Melee. Oh, my God. Your headphones are on. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like Emilio had the worst year. <laughs> yeah, Emilio sucks. <laughs> yeah. We checked Emilio I mean, out of the well, space. Gaming board. was pretty rough back in the nineties. We didn't have a lot to work with, but we still had a great time. Yeah. All uh, right. Uh, Next question from Warconius. Favorite sexy Halloween costume? Worst or most disastrous Halloween party you've been to? I don't know if I've been to any disastrous Halloween parties. I've been to one. I've been to one where the house was almost lit on fire. Hmm. What? Yeah, I was like 16, and I snuck out of my parents' house 
that went over like the cool kids house. Right. And somebody decided to smoke some cigarettes and they threw it. You remember, you guys remember the Snuggie? There was like a wearable blanket. Well, they were also essentially napalm in sheet form because they just instantly lit on fire and someone threw a cigarette and almost burned down the house. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's pretty disastrous. (laughs) But as far as uh, favorite sexy Halloween costume, either uh, Baywatch or uh, Playboy Bunny, either one. Yeah, are these are these costumes that you've worn or just ones that you see? <laughs> oh, dude, I wear Baywatch every day. No. Oh, okay. The whole yeah. one-piece swimsuit. <laughs> so you can see my body bounce. Nice. There you go. <laughs> what about you guys? Um, For me, I also have not been to uh, like a disastrous Halloween party. I've been to a boring one. And even then, it wasn't that brutal because they still had rock band on a projector. So I was like, sign me up. <laughs> um, Favorite sexy Halloween costume. One that I've worn was Lilith. Uh, I went as Lilith one year and that was a really good one. Uh, and then that I've seen probably if you were if you were to dress up as like a dominatrix yeah that would probably do it <laughs> <laughs> dresses or up as somebody, a character from name. resident evil 8 yeah <laughs> oh no big vampire mommy's here or ooh, dressed up like elvira that'll do it yeah hmm. me Just, and my wife were talking about elvira we're like what was the point of it that's all it was Tits, yeah. Well, yeah, she wasn't funny. Like that's all it was. Well, she was a. <laughs> she wasn't funny. She was like, she was like a, a emo. Yeah, proto emo. Yeah, she had a thing. It's like a out. succubus, dude. Yeah, yeah, like a. That's a monster. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess they're rebooting the monsters. I don't know if it's a TV oh, show or movie. That trailer was uh, getting slammed pretty hard. I can't do it. Um. All right. Uh, Emilio, favorite sexy Halloween costume or worst or most disastrous Halloween party you've been to? Um, so I went out with my girlfriend at the time and she was going as a Freudian slip. So she wore a slip and she put all of his theories like as little stickers on her. So she had things like uh, penis envy uh, as like a, like a post-it note on her. And so guys were looking at her wearing a slip and it said penis envy on her and we're downtown and it was, she was getting a lot of attention, like a lot. She had a crazy little body. So it was like, uh, I'm not a jealous guy at all. Like I don't don't care at all, but uh, it was like so distracting all night. Like, Whoa, penis. You you want guys had no idea what the fuck she like completely lost on almost everybody, uh, that it was a Freudian slip. Uh, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, yeah. Some smart people were like, "Hey, that's clever," but most guys were just like, uh, "You want some cock?" <laughs> you know, that's pretty much downtown San Diego on a weekend. Yeah, that um, I can vouch for that. I used to work down there. Speaking of which, I, I was uh, there's a thing on Reddit. This was Reddit post that says, "This is what happens when you choose your shooting location as a frat party." So, if they were trying to film a porn at a frat party, doing yeah. A real frat, like not, this is not a stage. The guy's trying to have sex on the pool table, and they're like, <laughs> random dudes are like using his balls as like a punching bag, like try, and they're like, bro, 
Like I'm trying to shoot here and they're just like, whatever, man. They're just a bunch of drunken fucking 18 year olds. Like, how are you going to possibly do anything professional? And so they all walked out and the whole thing was canceled. It's a great little video. Anyway, I think it was close to what I was talking about. I don't know how that came up. I don't know how we got there. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, next question from Tattooed Terror. Last question. For one night, you have to play a couch co-op game with one famous movie monster. Who are you picking? What game are you playing and why? Uh, I'm playing with Dracula. We're playing Phasmophobia. And the reason why is that I think I can convince him to turn me into a vampire. Mm, by the end of the night? You're like, well... Oh, yeah. I think I can just seduce him. That's fine. That's pretty good. Mm. I'm a... Uh... I'm going to play with Elvira and I'm going to play Amnesia because I'm not going to make it far in there and I'll just hide in her tits when I get scared. <laughs> there you go. Uh, oh my God. That's the Bram Stoker's Dracula with the bun, the bun hair. It was so strange. <laughs> oh, weird. I don't know. I don't have a good answer for this. Creature from the Black Lagoon and we're playing Subnautica, maybe. Dude, you oh, took man. Third one. That's a you good one. Took my fucking not my game, but you took my creature. Uh, I was gonna pick that creature too, and I was like, I feel like somebody else is gonna pick that creature. Dude, you're just gonna have so much mold yeah. in your house. What the fuck are you talking about? I put down a towel. Um, a standard, like a a three standard zombies playing uh, Left for Dead with me. They're they're gonna be dead weight, but you know, whatever. <laughs> What you Just for the atmosphere. Well, they're not going to eat because you don't even have a brain, so you're fine. Hey, from <laughs> downtown, savage, <laughs> savage, savage. All right, I think that's a show, guys. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I had a good time. Yep, good times. Uh, what's everybody playing next week? Phasmophobia. Well, I said and that. Um, I said that I was going to play a Plague Tale, but I'm like. I can't have too much more God of War. Turns out God of War is so long. I mean, so, so, so long, but I'm enjoying it. I'm having a really good time with it, actually. So, uh, yeah, um, more God of War for sure. And then maybe Plague Tale if I finish it, but I don't think I'm close. All right. Possibly Phasmophobia for me, but I'm actually really interested in Across the Obelisk. Yeah, cool. I'll play it with you. Nice. Um, Dave, what about you? For We're me, it's probably going to be yeah, Phasmophobia, Friday the 13th, and, Tarkov. you know, Tarkov. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, play with Marauders with me, man. Come on. Christian, what are you playing with us? Be casual. How much is Marauders? What's the tag on that? 29. 29. Okay. Christian, what are you playing these days? Oh, guys. Yeah, I can't talk about it because it's disgusting. Oh, Do you guys want to hear? Victoria 3. Is right? it Europa 3 or whatever the fuck it's called? Yeah, Victoria, Victoria 3? 3, dude. I can't stop thinking about Chile. I can't stop thinking about the Chilean people. It's 1906. A game is uh, till 1936. Uh, 1825 to 1936, I believe. I'm so uh, bored already. And Okay, but wait, wait. When I finish this... Oh, also, shut the fuck up. And when I finish this, I'm going to uninstall the game because it's too addicting. Like, I've only done this to a handful of games before, but I can't have a normal life. Like, I'm in work meetings, but I'm really running Chile. It's it's bad. So, Dude, I only yeah. just re- realized right now that there's a person behind you. That's how still she is. What is she playing? I think she's playing Hades. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. On a mouse and keyboard? What a savage, dude. 
Yeah. What a savage. 500 hours in that game, at least. Maybe 550. I don't. I haven't checked recently. Nick, but. you have an adult child. Look at her. Say hi. Say hi. She's nope. scared of the mic. She's getting shy. All right. Gosh, she looks like she's five, dude. Wow. All right. Only two. Uh, so we talked about Death Trash. Uh, it's a um, post-apocalyptic game. Uh, Dark and Darker. It's a play for keeps that has a medieval twist. Stalker Anomaly. Uh, check it. Uh, well, is that what? No. Uh, Anomaly with the Gamma mod on top of it is the bee's knees. Vade Retro. Um, weird French stuff. Um GTFO, it's a great game if you can find people to play with or if you can connect each other. Across the Obelisk, um, it's a uh, co-op deck building game. When's that ever happened? Um, Marauders, uh, a lot of stuff and somehow it works. And Escape from Tarkov, I'm tired of explaining this game. Um, Speaking for... uh, Jeez, I... Can't think of. Were you Bertha the deer? What was it? Thelma. Thelma. Thelma, Thelma the deer. Thelma. A PlayStation Two. Um, a beekeeper. Bertha. A guy who doesn't. Bertha. A guy who doesn't like to wear fucking costumes. And el luchador mexicano. Uh, thank you for listening. And uh, Halloween titties. Spooky titties. Hot Topic Titties. Thanks for hanging out with Cycle. Thanks for putting every comment in our entire chat. Nobody else <laughs> wanted to talk.